Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 12 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Welcome back, everybody. So today I will be talking to two of my friends that I've actually known since my freshman year of college. So that's about eight years of friendship, which is really cool. So just really grateful that they are allowing me to share their testimony about this subject because pornography is a very um, isolating, secretive experience of a sinful action. So um, you will hear that and hear the undertones of that throughout our conversation. So myself and my friends were all introduced to pornography um, by others. Um, We didn't seek it out, and that's usually what happens with uh, this kind of sin. So I think this will give you more um, grace and sympathy for those who engage in this behavior, but also allows you to ask children if they are being exposed as well. Um, Also, it highlights the importance of having these conversations with children, but also having these conversations with your friends. I think especially for girls as well, I think people just assume that girls don't deal with it. But I did find out that one of my friends, like way later, maybe last year, um, was experiencing, you know, the same struggle that I was when we were in college living together. So if these conversations were more normalized, we would have had accountability and just someone to just go through it with us. Um, But yeah, I hope this conversation will allow you to have these conversations with your friends maybe even family as well, um, whether you're a female or a male. So I'll also be leaving any resources we talk about or uh, things like that in the description. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'll be so coming here through. We are. You are coming through. I can hear you guys. Excellent. Uh, all right. righty. So as you know, we're talking about pornography today. Whoa, but is that I what it first, is? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what I told you guys. <laughs> I would love to have been prepped. I wish I was Shut sent up. a text with the, questions the, or something. The you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. But before we start, um, I usually ask guests that come on, um, what is one aspect of the Trinity, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus's character um, that you have most seen in your life? Wow. Oh, uh, patience. Mm. Okay. Why do you say that? I mean, you know, people make the stupid mistakes. Unfortunately, I've been making those mistakes forever. So I just, you know, <laughs> just, just grace and patience that he's had with me. Um, so that, that's really it. Kindness too. Yeah, that's uh, good. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I would say most recently, it'd be, it'd be difficult to, I think, summarize like my entire life because i would probably just say how gracious he's been but i think recently Mm. it's been i've experienced the lightheartedness of god um Mm. you know when he says that his his burden is easy right i feel like i've felt that recently and how our interactions have been in our prayer life the dialogue that we have um i've just every time that i'm i feel like we've had significant conversation whether it's in the morning or just while journaling or something i always come away feeling light i always come away feeling recentered realigned refocused and it's just a byproduct of his goodness and that he is who he says he is when he says if you come to me you will experience this and i have and so the lightheartedness mm-hmm. and just the uh the feeling of refreshment 
that's come from being with him. Uh, that's how it's been most recent for me. That is beautiful. It's been awesome. Um, so I'm thanks, so for making me look, have... thanks for making me look bad, Aaron. <laughs> no, no, but I knew patience is good, too. Like that. No, patience, too, you know? <laughs> patience is all right. <laughs> right, right, but life um, <laughs> But people always give me different answers for that, so I think that's really cool just yeah. to see how the Lord is literally working so intricately and um, uh, what's the word? Just like caring so uh, uniquely about each person in their lives right. that right. they can see like different aspects of his character like highlighted throughout their life. So I think that's yep. really cool. So yep. that's why I wanted to ask that question to my guests. Multifaceted. I freaking love yes. that. <laughs> so, alrighty. So, um, yeah, I just want to start the conversation by asking you guys, uh, what conversations have you had with your parents about sex? Um, I remember back, I, so I was someone who grew up having had the talk. My parents oh. didn't sit me down. And actually, it was my father. It was just my dad. He sat me down okay. in his office, uh, in, his in his bedroom. He kind of had this den. And I remember, I was very like, it's interesting how much I've actually retained all these years later. I remember mm. the seriousness of his voice. I remember the journal that he brought out that he was like walking through his notes with me. Um, wow. I remember some of the questions that he asked. Uh, I remember that was the first time I heard him use the word fuck. It was, wow. it was very like, it, I think it was just, um, I knew Correct. what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew <laughs> this is it, serious. Was, it was going, like I, I was fully aware as a kid. I was probably eight. I, I, I'd have to like, if I was given more time, I probably could nail down the right age. But I, I remember thinking to myself, oh, this is the talk about sex. Mm. And at, even at that age, I was aware of it. And so... He walked me through everything as far as um, what the importance of sex is in marriage, um, how it becomes very, it could become a very um, harmful, uh, emotional damage that can be done uh, if it's used mm -hmm. improperly um, on how some of the things that I will probably experience as I get older. He walks me through all of these, these aspects of sex and mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate it, man. And I don't know how y'all are. Like, I, I still think we always make fun of it. And maybe it's cringed about it. But I still think that there's a place in the home for the talk, the birds and the bees for talk. Sure. I, I do. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I would much rather have that kind of involvement in my children's lives because I know it's being talked about. I know it's being discussed. Mm -hmm. And it's not always locker room. That's the crazy thing. It's not just like, oh, that's just kept in the secrecies of the school halls. Like it's happening online. It's mo. I mean, I remember having it, a lot of conversations at school, but like school buses, a lot of people. Yeah. Around, right. Whereas locker room, you tend to think of like, you know, you're you're keeping your voice down, whisper, whisper. But I remember mm -hmm. being like in school buses, all these people were talking about sex. Um, I remember, or just even having uh, text messages sent back and forth about like sexual things amongst the guys when I was younger. Right. So it's happening mm -hmm. everywhere all the time. And so I just want to make sure I'm involved in my children's lives. And, well, you know, hopefully I just learned the art of what that involvement looks like. So it's not overbearing, it's not sheltering, it's not um, uh, intruding, but it is, mm -hmm. uh, it is using the angle of saying, I'm doing this because I care, which is what my father and my mom, but I remember they, they both came at it with me with that, saying they, it's because they care. That's what their involvement is. Yeah. So that was and kind of the, the conversation. Yeah, kids are more likely 
Yeah. So kids are more likely to actually have a healthier relationship with sex when their parents have that conversation with them once, but also over their life. So as you get yeah. older, you learn more things um, or you're more uh, susceptible to understand and be, you know, more appropriate to have more right. information as you get older. So it's yep. actually recommended for sure. Yep. That, that's going to be my hope. I'm so grateful for my parents for that. Yeah. What about you, Bradford? Um, for me, so I didn't really grow up having conversations. I, I really didn't have the talk with my dad or with my mom um, or with anybody, really. Uh, for me, it was more so of I'm getting older. I think my pops knew I was getting older. And so he kind of told me, uh, you know, if I ever had any questions to come to him. I remember one time my dad told me, I think when I got like in high school, uh, my dad told me, um, you know, he said, if you ever, uh, if you ever find yourself about to have sex, uh, you know, talk with me first. Hmm. And so he kind of gave me the open door to come to him if I had any questions, if I was curious about anything, but I didn't really have, like I said, I didn't have the talk, you know, and and it wasn't because my dad couldn't. We just didn't, and uh, but we had a mm-hmm. relationship to where, if I really felt comfortable, or if, if not, I shouldn't say that. If I wanted to, I I, I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that I learned about sex, for the most part, was just things that I saw on TV, uh, just being influenced by culture and things like that. And so that's pretty. That's really it for the most part. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you know, a lot of people have that same experience where it's like maybe your parents said, "Come talk to me," but there wasn't like a sit down uh, educational explanation of it. So definitely yeah. understandable. Yeah. So and to be honest, we like, had, we had, uh, well, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot. We had a lot more talks about sex after I became an adult. Oh, okay. I think mm-hmm. my dad knows oh, okay. at that age to where, you know, you know, you're making real life decisions. So a lot, yeah. a lot of the okay. conversations that happened that should have happened as a child or could have happened as a child really kind of happened in my adult years instead wow did you is that is that odd to be talking with your father or some just family member about it like for me no like for me no i always i have i hold i you know i I hold my dad i'm sure a lot of uh, you know i'm sure you do the same but i hold i have a lot of respect for my dad and so i didn't really um i didn't really look at as being awkward now if it was with my mom that'd be awkward but i look (laughs) my pop so you know I, I look at him like i could talk him about anything wow that's awesome. awesome yeah 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 that's awesome glad to hear that so yeah, like you good. said um you heard a lot of things about sex from tv different things like that so i just kind of want to segue into how you were introduced to pornography um yeah so i got introduced to pornography when i was very young like very young i was probably like 11 and okay, I I used to spend a lot of time with my cousin. Um, I would go over to his house. He'd be at my house all the time, probably every weekend. I'm at his house or whatever. But this mm-hmm. one weekend, I was at his house, and I can't remember how it came up, but he started pulling up these videos on the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're 11, okay. and obviously you're, I'm 11 years old. Obviously, I like girls, so I'm watching these videos. And that was probably like 11 years old. And I think I just remembered the names of the women that I was seeing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I just I think they just stuck with me. And wow. I remember, I think so maybe maybe when I turned like thirteen, I started searching those names and trying to be mm. secretive and 
really started watching videos. And so that is kind of when the snowball uh, effect started to take place. It just, it just became, I started watching it more, started trying to emulate what I was seeing and things mm. like that. But yeah, so it started at like 11 years old. That's when I was first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, mine was uh, probably the same time, maybe even younger. I remember, it's crazy, Brad, I don't know if you're the same way. I remember the images to this day. I can recall mm-hmm. like what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't mean to get, I think I've learned just throughout years of my life that being specific is always more helpful. I've just realized in conversation mm-hmm. rather than painting broad strokes. Um, so just for the sake of being specific and hopefully not graphic, like I remember, so my first introduction was through images, Google images. Okay. Um, it wasn't a video or anything like that. Um, I remember typing on the search bar boobs. That was what I typed in and seeing just the Google images that popped up. And I also remember my heart rate being crazy, just thump, 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 things like that. And, uh, feeling so nervous, feeling so scared that I was not going to know how to uh, delete my search history. I was scared that I didn't know if someone was going to walk in or if this was going to be found out. Like it was all about, I'm not, I'm not nervous about what I'm seeing. I'm nervous that I'm doing something I don't want to be seen. Um, That was the feeling. Interesting. Back to, because I was curious. I, liked what I was watching or I liked what I was seeing type thing. So it was at a young age that that took place for me. Um, and just, you know, from there, it always grows always. And so I remember being in middle school and being on like, I forget what it was at the time. Let's just call it like an Xbox live. It was like an online thing. And nowadays you can go online and go to like chat roulettes and things like that. Well, there was something similar to that on an Xbox where people, you could be like online playing, but it was designed, oh, I think it was, oh my gosh, it was actually Uno. It's just coming back to me. The, the card Interesting. game, Uno, right? But you have little tiny thumbnails at the bottom so you could see each player as you're playing Uno, a children's game, right? But it was like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And the only people playing Uno at that time are people who are just wanting to ask you to take your shirt off or they have a, a video of porn playing that their webcam would see the video. And then you could watch porn on the thumbnail, the little tiny screen. I remember me and my, my buddy, we used to uh, go on there, both like both fully aware of what we were doing. We would, we would try mm-hmm. to like search it out and want, you know, watch it. It's crazy stuff like that. Young, you know, however mm-hmm. young you are in, in early middle school ages. So, um, that's where it all started. And it's crazy to this day how I remember I could recall, like if I was, this is silly, but if there was like a police lineup of all the images that there could be, I could pick out which one it was that I remember seeing at that age. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the crazy mm-hmm. part about it. Yeah. It sticks with you so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprise, I had an issue with it as well when I was um, mm. like around 17. So I think I, f- I would say for girls, it happens later, maybe. I, I just might be an assumption for myself. Hmm. Um, but just like you guys, minding my business, I think I was going on a family member's computer to do my homework or like go to YouTube, minding my business. Yes. And then there it was. And then from there till, I, I would say like for 
three or four years, it kind of just was hard to not. Um, yeah. And that really messed me up. Really? And like you're saying, yeah, for a while it would like it would just stick in my head. And I couldn't even when I didn't want to think about it, it just be stuck there. And you can kind of see the videos playing in your mind, which is so crazy. Yep. Um, it's crazy how our minds work. Um, so what yeah. would you guys say, like, That's... for how long did was it a like an, a struggle for you? Man, I mean, it, I mean, I'll say this. I had to go to therapy. Mm. OK, like, I really had to go to therapy. Mm. Uh, mm hmm. And actually, shout out to our host, Sonata, because Sonata hooked me up with my therapist. Mm, but, that's awesome. Yeah. But I had to go to therapy. Um, I, I was dealing with a lot anyway, and I've been mm -hmm. dealing with a lot anyway. And that kind of just added to the kind of the weight that I was carrying mentally. Um, but so probably some, from 11 up until probably 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time. Like, and even now, like now is nowhere near as bad, but you still mm -hmm. have to fight. You still have to like check yourself. Like, yeah. For real. Um, mm -hmm. But therapy's helped out tremendously. Like tremendously. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So shout out to Jesus and then shout out to Sonata. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to and Jesus shout out to therapy. Mr. Kevin, my therapist. <laughs> That's <Hey>. awesome. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Yeah. I mean, to this day, to this day. Um, like I, and I, I think, I think we're, we'll also, uh, get to this later if, if I'm remembering correctly about the, the questions, but like, I still have people in my life who are fully aware of mm -hmm. the struggle of mine, who are yeah. checking in with me specifically. Like what I mean by specific is not just individually me, but like asking me point blank, have you watched porn or yeah. have you been with somebody or you know, mm -hmm. show me your text, man. Like, they'll be very blunt with it. So wow. there's no, there's no just like, hey, come to me if you need it. Cause I won't. Mm -hmm. Or if I do, it'll be very twisted and very like, oh, I'm going to phrase it this way so that they don't have any follow up questions, you know? So to yeah. this day, I'm, I am sitting, like, even sitting here right now, like fully aware of how I can access it, uh, where I could go to, to get a hold of it if I wanted to. Um, yeah. And so, I have to be very, you know what, I'll even be real. And this is kind of an interesting, interesting thought, but even talking about porn in a healthy light, and here's what I mean by healthy, because I don't think porn's healthy at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what yeah. I mean by talking about it in a healthy light, meaning just good conversation that's kind of nitty gritty, mm -hmm. that's tough, that's raw. And we're talking about like how we've either overcome it or our, how our process is to overcome it. Even mm -hmm. if I just start talking about it a lot, the topic of pornography, I have to be very careful later tonight. Yeah. I do. Because I, just by the making it kind of a normalcy or just bringing it to the surface of my mind and I'm talking about it, I just got done saying mm -hmm. about different images that I could recall, like even as I was talking about them, those images came to mind, right? So mm -hmm. I have to be very aware that I am opening up something that, that potentially could be bad for the next couple of days because it's just on the forefront mm. of my mind. And yeah. so I'm having to be A, aware of that, and then B, I have to do something about it, not just be like, oh no, like this impending storm is out there and I'm moving toward mm -hmm. it type thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, 
I, I have people who are aware that I'm that I'm talking to you guys right now, and I have to have the due okay. diligence that as soon as this is over, be like, hey, it was over, it went well, uh, you know, let's hang out, let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's let's chop it up, or let's go, you know, do something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be crazy worship times after that, you know, but just whatever was is necessary uh, to the people who are around me who think that if they have if they point blank ask me questions and they think that you know we do need worship time or we do need to hit you know. Uh, go to an evening service or something like that. Let's do it. Let's make sure you do yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah, and that just like grieves my heart to hear that because of how um, sad sin is. You know, it literally like ruins your mindset. It ruins your your thought process, the way you behave, um, and pornography in general. Just kind of it's it ruins your thought, your brain. Yep. Like it literally changes your brain. Right. So, I just want to like add some um, explanation. So there are two hormones in your brain and your body that affect you with pornography and it's oxytocin which is a bonding hormone which kind of creates a relationship with you and the computer you and that person that's you're not really in a relationship but it creates a bond where that's why there's like some guys who say i love this woman or they have like they quote unquote have relationships with this um specific porn star um and then there's vasopressin which is basically a, a hormone that's four times more um intense than morphine which is a drug for pain right (laughs) yeah four times more so when you combine oxytocin and a uh, numbing agent it can numb you to understanding healthy relationships so even when you're in a healthy relationship your sex life can still not be healthy right so it literally affects your whole being and it's not just like, a, oh, you need to just stop, get off the computer. It affects your whole being even when you're not watching it. Because like we right. just said, you can still see those images in your head. I can still see maybe the second video that I've ever watched. And that was a long time ago. So yeah. it not, sticks. Yeah. Um, Gosh. So how would you guys say that? Um, and I, actually, I just want to say really quickly, Aaron, that's a uh, testament to your dedication to Christ that you've decided to allow people in your space and hold you accountable to that extent. Mm-hmm. That's very um, brave and that's noble. So I just want you to hear that. Thank you. I'm so grateful to the Lord that there's people in my life that can, that can help me with it. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So how would you guys say that this has affected um, your relationships with Jesus, but also with others? Sheesh. Uh, yeah. You want to go? Uh, I can, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you're talking about numbing. And you're talking about having a hard time to connect. I found that to be true in my life. I mean, because I was, I was hardcore addicted. Hardcore, mm. like every night user type thing. Uh, okay. For yeah. a good year and a half. Okay. Like hardcore. We all were, Aaron. Yeah. It was very, um, it was extremely uh, overcast in my life. Yeah. It's like a pulling. It's like, it like pulls you. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. And it was to the point where like, I felt like I got to a certain point where I couldn't go to bed without it. Mm. Um even when I feel like I wasn't even interested or I wasn't even aroused or I wasn't even like thinking about it. Like I may have even come off just like a great 
time with like good community, like life giving community. Mm. And I would be f- completely fine until my head hit the pillow. And it's like, oh, wait, I forgot something. Like, that's the type of cycle that I was in. <clears throat> and so I did, I experienced, and I have to compare it this way. This is a funny analogy, especially for people who, who, <laughs> who are aware of like the, um, this is just such an eye roll for some people when they talk about veganism. <laughs> right? Like the diet of being Ah. vegan, right? If you're like, hey, you know, how do you know someone's vegans? Because they'll tell you, right? I, (laughs) for the longest time, uh, would not tell people this just because I would get those eye rolls. But I was vegan for nine months uh, a couple years ago. It was uh, 2017, end of 2017. So it was it was right after like graduation. uh, Yeah. 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 So I was vegan for nine months. It was actually amazing. <laughs> How are you I, vegan huh. when we had chartwells every day? No, no, no. He said after, after we graduated. Afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there were also like options there, by the way. So anyone listening that what goes to Southeastern, there's still. <laughs> Look, I was they got super, beans in the in the salad and whatnot. I got... <laughs> salmon was, juice in the in lettuce. <laughs> See, you can find, you can be creative with it, man. Chicken noodle soup was like jail chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh I, being vegan after I got over the initial like three weeks of it being like crazy tough and having to literally like rework what my appetite was like and what made me full and what my tastes were like oh I was craving this right as soon as I got over all of that it took about three weeks four weeks to do and it was a tough four weeks I started to literally feel better like and I didn't even know this is and this is my point this is the parallel I didn't even know being vegan that I could feel better. Mm. Like I thought by just the way that I've been eating all the past years that my normal, when I was feeling good, that was a certain level. But then when I became mm-hmm. vegan, I hit a new level of feeling good. And I was like, I didn't even know yeah. this existed. Like I didn't even know I could feel like this. Mm. And I and I trend and I've realized that that was a great parallel for me and how it was with pornography when I was using it every single night and waking up the next morning feeling heavy feeling like like a uh, I was foggy headed um, I'd wake up and not feel I was I was living with people I would not feel like I wanted to talk to people I was certainly not in mm. the word it started off like I was in the word but then I certainly wouldn't get close with Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. I was in that my my level of feeling normal just became new. It became something that was like, oh, when I would have a good day while on heavy pornography, that became like an understanding of mine. And that's a place to hit. Then when I got free Mm. from the consistent use of pornography, it's like Mm -hmm. I hit the new level of feeling good again. I came out of that Mm -hmm. whole fog. I came out of that whole way of feeling. And it was like, oh, yeah this is what feeling good means. Oh yeah, this is what I want to feel like. It was the same thing yeah. like with veganism. Like, oh man, this is what's mm-hmm. what feels good. So I had uh, a hard time connecting with people and really mm-hmm. feeling close, really feeling like that people could hold my attention. Like that was, it was getting sad, mm-hmm. like, even amongst dudes. <clears throat> like I, could, I would have a hard time holding connection uh, and conversation. And then my relational Lord uh, was very uh tainted like i knew what i was doing was wrong and yet i knew that he loved me 
And I knew that yeah. his love for me was supposed to change me. My awareness of his love for me was supposed to change mm -hmm. me. And yet I was still doing what I was doing. So it became this weird, like, almost like I didn't even want to look up at the ceiling type thing. I didn't even really like just as a gesture, just as a feeling of like, I don't, I don't even want wow. to acknowledge you, even though I know you're there. But I would mm -hmm. still be in church. I would still uh, be asked in a group setting to pray over somebody. And I would be living off of what I, what I now call like this former glory. In other words, like I knew how I was supposed to act uh, amongst mm -hmm. Christians. And so yeah. I would just apply those principles or that those ways of living and those that language. I would just apply it because I remembered how it was supposed to be. In other words, nothing mm. was fresh. Nothing was now. Nothing was immediate. I wasn't drawing from a current well. I was drawing off of pictures of water that I had way back when. And so all, all of my interactions during that time uh, of really being a heavy user was just kind of not real. It didn't feel very authentic. Didn't feel very deep. And it was tough. I mean, there was, and yeah. everything was affected by that from uh, my, mm -hmm. my, my occupation, my job and, you know, things like that. What about you, Bradford? Oh, it didn't really affect me at all. I'm playing. Um, <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> all right, next question. <laughs> uh, but so for me, like, uh, I didn't even know that pornography was bad up until I wow. hit like, up until I hit like, 17 after being wow. active for years what made you realize that um so a friend of ours that we know by the name of rebecca garnica oh you know, we, we, uh, grew up, we, we grew up together and she actually kind of <laughs> um used to get on me about it in high school um uh, but wow i'm surprised you confided in her about that yeah you know we're cool so yeah i did and uh, that's awesome yeah so I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't look at it as being wrong. You know, I looked at it like, um, like I looked at it like, you know, I'm, I'm, this just what I do. This is what I do. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was, yeah, so that's kind of, and so after a while, you know, I have already formed a habit. And so mm -hmm. it's, 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 some people like to tell you, you know, just stop, but you can't stop. You can't just stop. Something, yeah. And I didn't even know about the, the science behind it that you explained earlier, but mm -hmm. you can't just stop something that you've been doing every single day for the past three and a half, four years. So, you know, dealing with that and then after feeling, after knowing that it's wrong, uh, feeling shame, feeling guilt, uh, you know, just thinking thoughts like, like, uh, like, dang, man, like I'm going to hell or thinking mm -hmm. thoughts like, you know, sometimes you think stuff like, Man, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I understand. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Wow. Um, but um, one of the things that therapy has taught me is that to give myself grace. And therapies, my therapist has put me through a lot of exercises that help me out, like for real. Um, and therapy's also kind of shown me, like for real, for real, like you know we're free, like for real, whether we have, yeah. whether we walk in it or not. We're free, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, it's kind of, I, I, I just thought about this just now, but kind of like, you know, Juneteenth, which is coming up. They didn't know they were free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't know they were free until later. And so that's kind of the case that it took, that the kind of the case that I was in. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, affected my relationship with others because 
I, if I ever felt like somebody was doing me wrong, I know where I could run to. If I felt like a girl that I like wasn't showing me attention, I get attention over here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that's kind of it for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, like I said, I didn't know at first that it was wrong and I had already built up this habit. Then after I found out, I started feeling freaking horrible. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to get out of that was is very tough. Like I said, I'm, I'm in the same yeah. position Aaron is in really. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not, it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Um, but mm-hmm. I still have to check myself. And I talk to yeah. my therapist about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what you just said made me think about something, if I can recall it. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So, um, I, when I was in uh, my master's, I read research about pornography and how some people watch pornography because they lack control in other areas of their life. So like you just said, when girls don't like me in real life, I know I can run to this girl and on the internet, she can't refuse me. Um, or if this isn't happening, this isn't happening how I want it to happen. I am in control of this thing. Um, and then you use that as a tool of of control. So then that kind of warps your mind as well. So I thought that was interesting because I think at a time in my life, um, I guess my whole childhood, I, I wasn't in control of my relationship with my dad. So because I didn't, I lacked control in that area. I had control in this area and I could do, I could just do what I wanted. Like I could control what would happen. So I thought that was really interesting to hear from that perspective and that you, uh, um, identify with that as well. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but you also, know, porn, porn. go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, a porn addiction can really take you to down dark places. Like, yeah. For real. Like it starts mm-hmm. out, you know, it starts out watching videos and then you might start paying for stuff, you know? So, and then you might start watching. I know I, I went to a, I actually went to a, um, I went to like a, uh, a meeting with like Christian guys that dealt with pornography and addiction. Uh, okay. I went because I actually went while we were in college and a gentleman, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was working at the Y, one of the parents was a pastor and he told me about it and that's where I started going. But um I was sitting in this room with these old like these old guys older than I am, guys in their forties and fifties. And these guys are married to women. And I don't think that they were like guys were in there saying that they were watching like all kind of porn, like gay porn, like transsexual porn. And these mm-hmm. guys are not these guys are heterosexual men. But these yeah. are that that's where it took them. I was thinking like, mm-hmm. dang, like this thing that starts off as so innocent and so or so small turns yeah, the, into this it freaking literally monster. Pulls you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you, and then that's you when, good. Yeah, that's when men literally can't even be intimate with their wives because they need this specific thing to get aroused, and it yeah. kind of ruins their relationships as well. So something so like you said minuscule or it could be small you kind of just close the computer it's way bigger than that yeah yeah so you kind of spoke about it a little bit where you said you had to have grace for yourself um what are some other ways that you feel like what's 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 a posture you've had to had toward have toward yourself um when you do mess up uh yeah well like i said you know i quickly learned quick therapy taught me to really give myself grace um mm-hmm. you know i obviously as Christians, you know, we believe that 
Jesus' death was the payment for our sins. So I knew I knew amen. that God would forgive huh? I said amen. Oh, oh yeah. I knew that God would forgive me, but I didn't want to be in a position anymore where I was abusing his grace and abusing his love. Mm, so that's good. That also kind of got me as well that I didn't want to be doing that anymore because I had done that. I yeah. I've been, I did that since I was a teenager. Um, and so, like I said, really just give myself grace, but also kind of remember I don't want to be out here abusing, you know, free gifts. So mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Aaron? My posture um, in the beginning when I was when I was first introduced when I was first um, being exposed to pornography. <clears throat> I just felt very, uh, I certainly felt ashamed, but I'm trying to think of something a little bit more descriptive because it wasn't just shame of like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It was a different kind of shame. It was a... Was it conviction? That's a good, yeah. Okay. So I like that train of thought too. Yes, it was conviction. I did feel like I knew what I was doing was wrong and... But I, I, I wanted to repent right away because I wanted this to be dealt with, right? But repent means to change the way you think, right? It's not just mm. to feel sorry. And I yeah. knew that as I kept using it, I was like, the, I, the way that I'm thinking about this isn't changing. Mm. I liked what I was doing. I looked forward to watching porn sometime. And that that place of saying, I know it's wrong and my relationship with the Lord is affected by my decision mm-hmm. to watch this, but yet I'm desiring it. It's yeah. different than just desiring other sin. Like I, it's sometimes hard for me to quantify when I hear, let's say pastors say that from a stage of like, we just all desire sin. It's like, it just sounds like it's just this massive thing that we all just kind of desire. I think there's a lot of people who are like, no, I don't want to sin. Like, that's not what I'm after. That's not, I, I've been down that road. I don't want to do that. But something about the addiction of pornography specifically, I did want that. That was something mm-hmm. I was trying to go after. So it was a really weird place. And I think the scripture addressed it by calling it, and I don't know enough about this. So I just know I'm fully aware of it. And, um, wanting this to be clear in my head um, as time moves on and my understanding of God. But there is something called willful sin. Willful mm-hmm. sin. I'm fully mm-hmm. aware that this decision is rebellion against God. Yeah. And I'm going to do it anyway. A lot of times sin, although always conscious, you don't just fall like, how did I end up here? You're always conscious of sin. But sometimes it's just this, I was fighting, I was fighting, and I fell. And dang it, yeah. I'm going to pick myself back up, and we're going to do 180. The Lord forgives me. All right, I'm going to put up boundaries or some mm-hmm. type of guardrail so that doesn't happen again. And if it were to happen again, okay, we'll deal with it. That's how I think a lot of times mature Christians will sin. But willful sin is the, I know I should have guardrails, or even if they are up, I don't care. I'm going after mm-hmm. this because I desire that more than God. I love this more than I love God. That is yeah. a really weird place to be because conviction mm-hmm. doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like a conviction of, oh, I, I know I shouldn't have done that. You're right. It's like mm-hmm. this. It's almost like I know God's always with me. He never leaves. He's always with me. 
but it's a really weird feeling to know that he's there and knowing that you are not on good terms, or at least feeling like you're not on good terms. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Lord would ever ever cross his arms and look at me and be like, "Oh, you've you've done it now." <laughs> I don't think he ever mm-hmm. says that. He never even thinks that way. But yeah. boy, is that my perception of him mm-hmm. during moments of willful sin. So yeah, yeah I was. T- <laughs> I was definitely uh, feeling towards myself of like, this is a really deep hole that I feel Mm -hmm. like I am kind of on a light jog down. And um, so where are you at now, though? How do you usually respond to you as you've progressed in this journey? Totally. I think recently in my life, uh, when I fall, I can, I'm, I've gotten good uh, because of the relationship that the Lord and I have where he's shown me mm-hmm. things about my life. I've gotten good at becoming like a scientist and understanding why I fell. Mm, that's so I, I've gotten to the point now where I'm able to look at myself saying, uh, oh, it was because of this and that that tripped me up. It was, it was because I... Um, uh, when I should, I usually try to charge my phone away from my bed. <clears throat> I'll okay. have it like uh, on, a, on a charger that's away from my bed. I have an alarm clock right next to me, like a okay. physical Walmart bot alarm mm-hmm. clock that sits there. That's mm-hmm. what wakes me up, not my phone. And uh, there will be nights where I'll just I'll fall asleep with my phone. Okay, well that's that's typically going to be a time where I would watch porn is when I have the mm-hmm. phone in my hand. So there'd be moments like that with like I got it, like I should have recognized what I was doing or okay, I'm going to have to remember to get back and uh, make sure to keep the phone away. Um, and I just realized just very practical things of like, I've got to make sure I'm working out. I've got to make sure my, I feel like I'm being active and my, my, my heart's moving. I feel mm-hmm. uh, refreshed throughout the day because of activity. Um, I've got to make sure that I'm eating right so I can think clearly. Um, everything affects just how I think. And that's usually where it starts is all these thoughts. So yeah. Yeah, the way that I see myself now uh, is I know how to um, respond practically when I fall. Mm-hmm. I should say if I fall. And I also know how uh, the Lord sees me. I know that this is not me. I know that this is not uh, what he has for my life. I know mm-hmm. that I don't believe that oh, there's always going to be struggles. I don't believe that. I believe there is victory over things. I believe that there is a way of putting sin in its proper place. And if I submit to the spirit, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I believe Mm -hmm. that because it's scriptural. Mm -hmm. So I don't always just believe that, oh man, I'm just going to keep on sinning and sinning. Mm -hmm. I believe that when I'm able to be proactive in the way that I handle um, temptation, that it Mm -hmm. it will be be at bay. It it never goes away. The temptation Mm -hmm. never goes away but the response to it uh, can, can be changed. And so um, mm-hmm. I'm just able to see myself in a different life as a, as a warrior, as a, as a man who is fighting and uh, knows how to fight um, rather than just, oh, I'm, I've been, I'm, a, I'm a tripper and I know how to trip. Right, right. And that's kind of like what I was asking in the beginning. Like, un- obviously, it's going to be something that you're tempted to do, but I think it's completely different. Like you're saying, it's willful sin compared to now it's something that you've decided you're fighting against. It's not something you because you respect your relationship with the Lord and you desire um, closeness with Christ, it's not something that you're um, overcome by like it was before. Right. It's right. not as willful as it was before. Yeah, um, exactly. 
so yeah so bradford what about for you what do you feel like you put in place to combat the temptation yeah so um all right so my therapist kind of gave me some so my therapist is a believer he's a spirit-filled gentleman um he gave me some i guess techniques to whenever i feel tempted so one i'll say that i don't even think everybody would agree with this to be real um but it Mm -hmm. worked for me my therapist told me when we first got started he told me out of seven days in a week try not to watch it uh he would he would give me like he would say something like um uh try not to watch it more than four days Seven yeah, days. if you're that deep in, I think that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I was that deep in. Try mm-hmm. not to watch it more than four days. Yeah. Some weeks, and I watched it five. I watched it six. There would be time. There would be a lot of weeks where, hey, I only watched it two. Like he would yeah. give me a goal, and I would try not to go over that. And then he would tell me stuff like, "All right, well, this week, try not to watch it three days, but this time, uh, if you're gonna do what you do while you're doing it, don't watch it. No video." Mm-hmm. Which actually, okay. for me, that, that that it helped me out, and, and it might be kind of I don't want anybody to to try to picture that in their head, but of, of them doing that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he put me, he gave me things that helped me out. That that helped. Yeah, really you helped were me out. basically, like, so, yeah, you were doing like addiction therapy where he kind of backed you up from it slowly until it was uh, a lot less. Yeah, you're the counselor. You would know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that. Yeah, that's what he did with me. You know, for yeah. me. Uh, now I know all the, I know the Bible verses that I need to know, you know, mm-hmm. I, I tried everything I could try. Like mm-hmm. I've gone the, the two months and the three months without watching it. And then you hit a relapse. Any, mm-hmm. any, anybody that's addicted to anything, whether it be porn, yeah. cocaine or heroin or whatever, once mm-hmm. you hit that relapse, that man, you feel like crap. Yeah. Like, and some, sometimes when you fall, it's a hard fall. That fall could be mm-hmm. two weeks. Like, dang, man, I was, I, I went two months, but now I've been watching this every day for the past two or three weeks. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what helped me out. Like you said, just kind of slowly taking me away from it. And, um, so now I should say now, is now after a year and a half of, of therapy, um, a lot of the stuff that I do now, honestly, like I just talk with, with my therapist really, um, okay. now it's not so, now it's not so much for me to, uh, like leave or do something else. Mm-hmm. I do have some moments where I feel like very tempted. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I'm not saying that I don't fall, but mm-hmm. now it's a lot easier for me now. I think that's because my therapist was really being patient with me and walking with me. That's um, awesome. So yeah, um, I would, mm-hmm. I personally recommend everybody go to therapy me personally, but, but yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just appreciate how honest you guys are because, um, Sin is a struggle. It's not just something anyone just overcomes one day and you're just free from it until Christ comes back and you can say, oh, look at me. I haven't sinned from this day till you came back. That's not how it works. Um, it's, oh. Go ahead. It's going to be a struggle. I, I was going to say, you know, earlier Aaron mentioned uh, repentance. I thought about, have you ever seen a U-Haul? Not a U-Haul. Have you ever seen a, an 18-wheeler make a U-turn? <laughs> it takes forever. No, for real. Like it's a, it, it's not like a car making a U turn. Yeah. It's not just one turn. 
Mm-hmm. That eighteen wheeler, like seventeen that, points. No, it right, Mike. He might have to give. He might have to have his passenger. Yo, back up. Like you gonna need some help. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like this is a real. All right, we gotta focus and watch what we're doing. And not that imagine yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. that's really what what repentance can look like for somebody. You know, shoot, for I made sure. a mistake. Shoot, I gotta back up. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, it, no, I thought. Yeah, I thought. I thought about that. Was Aaron was talking. And like, obviously we all have struggled with it at one point or still, but we're obviously at different points, um, than each other. Um, I stopped in like 2014, but I think my mind is still affected by it. I'm still, I still like, I'm a, I think I think about sex and things like that way more than I would if I'd never saw it. Uh, So it's going to still affect you. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, um, in what ways have you become more vocal about like the negative effects of pornography? So either like in your life or, or like social media or through music or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm curious too, Brad, if you've, uh, if you've had music about this too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have been very vocal about it to my inner circle. Cause in my opinion, I guess there's, there's another, there's another argument to be made that could counter this, but in my opinion, this is such, uh, I've just realized over the years, this is such a taboo topic for people that to just casually talk about it is usually not helpful. Now, there is an argument mm. to be made that if you were to casually talk about it in large settings, even social media, that that could spark something or someone's attention could be piqued and then, and then a personal conversation results from that. That's a good argument for it. I, I understand. But I've usually played the card of I ha- I have these conversations with people who are usually in person, usually, um, and they're people who I, I know very well. Um, I would venture to say, I have no research to back this. I would mm-hmm. venture to say, based off of anecdotal experience, that 99% of men uh, have struggled or have cur- are currently struggling through this. Yeah, it's a high percentage. And yeah. in, in, my, uh, in my circles, I just think I try to address things uh, straight on and just ask people straight up, hey, when was the That's last awesome. time you watched watch porn? Because it all, mm-hmm. it, again, I have, remember those, the, those ways. I do it in person. It's people I already have a relationship with and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly not done in like a public setting at all, at all. Mm-hmm. So as long as those criteria are there, I'll usually just ask people straight up and hey, let's just talk about it. Let's, let's make sure that you're aware that I'm someone who, wants to talk about these things and wants to make sure that we can address things head on. Um, so uh, that, that's one way that I've been trying to be vocal about it amongst my people. Um, and then the other one is I've been an avid um, proponent of the organization called Fight the New Drug, mm. which has been super helpful about approaching this topic from a non-religious, non-political aspect. So all you're getting is science. All you're getting mm-hmm. is, done, is done research. It's actually very few uh, testimonial stuff too. A lot of it, okay. they, have, they, have, they have an aspect of it that is testimonial, which is like, listen to this former porn star that tells you more of the ins and outs. Like that's certainly oh, interesting. testimonial. But you just mm-hmm. get a well-rounded understanding of what it does for, to your body, what it does to your mind, what it does to your heart, and what it does to society. Um, and there's tons of different stats and figures on there that you're able to dissect and I try to memorize them. I haven't done a good enough job to be able to repeat it on a platform like this, Mm -hmm. 
but I try <laughs> to feel like I can memorize them so I can bring them up in conversation and have like thorough talking points rather than just, I, I heard somewhere. It's like, I, I really need to get to the point where I am uh, an advocate of being mm -hmm. anti-porn. So but I think those are the two ways that I've, okay. I've found myself being vocal. And what was the name of the website again? Fight the New Drug. I believe okay. it's .com. It could be .org though. Okay. You guys can figure it out. I believe in you. <laughs> no, Bradford. Not .com. <laughs> Uh, so what about you, Bradford? I'm sorry, it's .org. Okay. It's like .org. Okay. .org. Yeah. All right. Um, Go ahead, Bradford. Yeah, so I don't... So, I mean, honestly, now, like, it's not my main... Um, like, when I was a child and, and like, growing up, that was kind of, like, my main obstacle. Um, now okay. it's not. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't... I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I don't, I don't typically... Awesome. No, it was, for real. When I was, like... Especially in college. But... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't typically have as much conversation about that now. Even my buddies, you know, you, you got, you got, obviously y'all know the guys, but we don't typically have too many conversations about that stuff. So I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not in, in the same boat as Aaron. Like I'm not having, I'm not involved in fight the new drug. I'm not really in mm -hmm. uh, dialogue about pornography a lot. Um, for me, you know, obviously if somebody tells me they're, struggle I'll, t I'll share with them mine as well like I, it's not mm -hmm. that i don't deal with it at all anymore it's just that it's not nowhere near as where it was but uh for me i guess the latest thing is i did write a song about it and that's just kind of how i that's just one of the ways that i it's like therapy for me outside of therapy just being able to write about stuff so Do you want to tell us the, the name of the song yeah i mean it's a song that i wrote it's coming out soon called good friend bad friend uh, I just shot a video for it. So yeah, good friend talking about my innocence that I wish that I still had. Mm. My bad friend talking about pornography addiction that I hate. Um, and so that's really it. Um, I can't imagine. So where can yeah. the people find it if they want to hear it? Uh, well, right now they can find it uh, in my hard drive. Uh, but <laughs> this will be coming out later <laughs> this will not be coming out this week you fool <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, I, I'll, I'll put it out before the end of the year if you follow me on social media you'll see it what is your social media oh my social media is at got the memo 407 alright spell it out for us g-o-t-t-h-e-m-e-m-o 407 at got the memo awesome yeah. yes it's a fire song you guys it's gonna be really good so i do encourage you guys to listen to that when it comes out yeah reference very talented all righty i'll send, well, this you, I'll send it to you aaron after we get off i love yeah, it it's man. so good I love um it. yeah so once again thank you guys for just being vulnerable and mm. allowing the lord to use you in this way um jesus is proud of you guys for taking this step and being willing to have this conversation because you didn't have to do, say yes to me when I called you guys to do this. So um, I, I just pray that this would help whoever's listening. And um, obviously that you guys can progress in your um, relationships with the Lord and yes. fighting against the sin as well. Yep. Absolutely. All righty. I appreciate so, it. Tomata. Of course. Appreciate it. Thanks for the um, opportunity. So, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to bring that up too. Uh, you're not, you're not I getting it. I don't know one. if I sent my invoice um, to you or to someone well, else. Well, thank you guys for listening. And <laughs> as Maybe you guys we'll, know, you can listen you to the something. Parallel Podcast um, on any platform that you're 
you want to listen to. But you can also follow the parallel. Aaron, if you don't shut up. Is that what I write down there in the check? If you you can follow the parallel on Instagram at I'll, I'll, the I'll parallel for sure. Where my money at? <laughs> and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Come out without our permission. <laughs> <laughs>